incredible praise. Y'all give this choir a hand. Give this choir a hand. Awesome job. Awesome job. It's an honor and pleasure to be standing here this morning before you. Amen. Me and my brother, we connected the first time we met. Amen. And it was such an awesome experience Praise meeting God. such an awesome man of God. God. Wesley, you are blessed yes. to have a pastor like yes. Brother Clarence Jones. Giving honor to God, who's ahead of my life, thanking him for putting me in Brother T Jones's heart to come to speak to y'all this morning. God is good, y'all. And I, <laughs> and I see I have some of my family come out. Amen. Th those are seniors I was telling you about, except the, the, the one that called me her husband. <laughs> but those are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And I love them because we connect every Tuesday and Thursday from 10, 1030 to 2, and we enjoy each other. Amen. Thank you, God. There is a word from the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. I want to reread the scriptures from a different version. Uh, the Joshua 24, 15 will be from the New Living Version. And it reads this way. If you think, I like that part of it. If you think it is wrong to serve the Lord, choose today whom you will serve. Choose the God your father worship on the other side of the river. Or choose the God of the Ammonites mm -hmm. in whose land you are now living. Mm -hmm. But as for me, another person said, in my house, yes. we will serve the Lord. Yes. First King 1821. This is from the easy read version. And it goes this way. Elijah came to all the people and said, you must decide what you are going to do. How long? Or are you going to keep jumping from one side to the yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. If the Lord is true, is the true, Lord, true God, follow him. But if Baal is the true God, then follow him. The people said nothing. My title for this morning will be, it's your choice. Choose. Let us pray. Almost wise and holy God, we thank you this morning for this opportunity. Press down this flesh, Lord, and anoint me that only your word that go forward will be from you and not from me. Speak through your servant. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. In Jesus' righteous name we pray. Amen. Amen. Over the past 50 years, fathers have been outsome in the household. In the past 50 years... More than 20,000 children live in a home without a physical presence of a father. Million more have dads who are physically present but emotionally absent. They there, but they don't have no connection. I looked up the definition of a father, and here's what I found. A father is someone that has a strong connection with their children. As a positive outcome, he also have a very, very powerful, he's a very, very powerful provider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
He provides for household, for shelter. He gives them food. He clothes them. He do all those things. But it's something missing because he's not telling his children about God. We teach our children to go to college. Mm -hmm. We teach them to do this and we teach them to do that. And see, God is not looking at what school our children go to. Amen. God is looking at what have you taught them about him. Yes. But if you don't know God for yourself, how can you yes. teach God up to your children? God understands that we as people have to do what he asked of us. Yes. This morning in Sunday school, Brother Clarence was teaching, and he was talking about the connection. Mm -hmm. And when you are not connected to the one who assigned you to do what needs to be done, mm -hmm. you're going to have separation. Yeah. Yes. And this is where we are in the household. Fathers as leaders, we have to make the choice. We got to make the call. We got to stand up because leadership starts at home. Joshua put the matter to before the peoples as well as his family. Mm -hmm. You see, he just didn't go out and tell the peoples about it. Mm -hmm. He went to his family as well. Yeah. And he said to them, either you can choose to serve the Lord Jehovah or you can choose the idols your father and mothers and your ancestors serve. Choose you this day, not tomorrow, this day, whom you will serve. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And when, when I read the scripture, it said, if you think, mm -hmm. if you think that it's wrong to serve God, see, we got a problem already. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you already got a problem if you started thinking it's wrong to serve God. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for God on your side this morning, Jesus. where would you be? It wasn't your alarm clock that woke you up. It wasn't the children in there playing games woke you up. It wasn't the dog barking that woke you up. I love that. <laughs> it was God himself decided to call you by your name. Out of the 7.8 billion peoples in the world, God know your name. Incredible praise. He deserved it. He said, I know every hair on your head. And ain't nobody here right now can tell me how many hairs on the head. Unless you're like me. <laughs> but the God that we serve is so awesome and so powerful. He wants us to be connected to him. See, church, we have been doing traditional so long. We come to church. We go to work. We come to church, we go to work. We sing in the choir, we pay our tithes, we usher, we do all this thing. But when God say, I need you to go to Bible study Wednesday night, where are you at? I need you in Sunday school early that morning so you can learn on me, where are you at? Because you ain't got time to raise your hand and to ask the pastor, what did you mean? God says, study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself mm -hmm. approved. Yes, Learn of me. Yes, yes. 
And if you learn of me and you connect to me and you get yoked up to me and join to me, whatever you ask me, I'll guide you through it. When trials and tribulations come in your life, there's nobody else you can depend on but God. What mama did is what mama did. What daddy did is what daddy did. But what God has for me is for me. We as fathers already got a stem going against us as black. We are already stereotyped. All they asked us, they say about us, we are just donors. And then we leave. We, 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 we donors, we leave. That's what they say. But I know some brothers right now who are steadfast in the Lord. They are there standing tall for their household. They are praying for their family. And they are interceding on their family's behalf. When we look at what God asked of us, all he asks us to is to be obedient. He ain't giving us no big task. Just be obedient. Do what I ask you to do and watch me work a miracle in your life. Your family is my family. But they was my family before they was your family. See, I knew them when they was in their mother's womb. You just still trying to figure them out. And guess what? You still don't know who they are. And a matter of fact, you don't even know who you are. So God said, when you come to me, he said, come to my throne boldly. That word right there means just let it all hang out. Come, tell me what's bothering you, what's ailing you, what your situation is, what your circumstances are. Come to me. Don't come to me with a pity party. Come to me and tell me what thus says my word. And when you come, I'm hearing you. And I'm listening. But are you faithful about what you said? Are you sincere about what you're telling me you want? Are you telling me what my word said about your situation? Or are you just speaking in what I am? You know, we got to eyelid us in the church. I, I, I want. And when we get to that point in life, what I want, and then God like, well, what you calling on me for? Why are you calling on me? When the children was at the Red Sea with Pharaoh on their trail and the Red Sea in front, and Moses was crying out to God, Lord, what am I to do now? He said, quit crying and calling on me and just tell them to go. I got you. Go ahead on and do what you need to do. You go. I'm going to depart this sea for this river for you, Red Sea for you, and you just go through it. That's all. You just go through it. We all got choices to make. And if we think about it, when we make our choices through the week, guess who the last one on the back burner? God. We don't think about God when we're making out our weekly schedule. We write it out. We do what we want. And God is our last priority. If you think I'm driving, check your resume. <laughs> See what you're doing. See what you, Are you up, getting up in the morning praying, asking God to direct and order your day? Are you asking God to clear your pathway? Is you asking God to protect you? Are you asking God anything? Or are you just getting up, doing your regular routine, and then head to work so you can get that paycheck on Friday? What are you doing? Fathers, we are missing in action. 
And thank God for the mothers that stand in the gap. Who are the father and the mother. <laughs> thank God for y'all. Because if it had not been for y'all, it wouldn't be no us. And I look back and think about Mary. If it had not been for her, there wouldn't have been no Jesus. Our Savior, the one that, that came down, died for us, gave away everything out of love. It wasn't nothing else but love. That's the only reason he did what he did. But it was also obedient to his father. As a father, to be a leader of your household, we have to know God. I don't care what we put it, how we shade it, how we turn it. We have to know God. You see me standing here today proclaiming this word of gospel. But this ain't what I was 10 years ago. I was towed up from the flow up. But God saw something in me. He kept nudging. He kept touching. He kept pushing. He kept grabbing. He kept protecting me. He placing his angels around. Because I was in some holes that I know I shouldn't have came out in. But God said, I ain't done with you yet. I got something waiting for you on the other side. But right now, I need to clean you up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to be the toothpick in your life. You know how toothpick work, right? You get all that stuff out your teeth. Yeah, I'm going to get all that stuff out you. I'm going I'm to I'm separate everything that I don't like if you are willing to let me. And when you ain't even willing, guess what God will do? He'll send you through some stuff. He'll do it. What I'm trying to say to the fathers and to all of us, we need to understand that without God, we are nothing. You, you probably heard that as a cruciate all the time, but it's true. We can't do nothing without God. Because when we run into situations in our families, who you call on? Ezekiel said, how long? You're going to keep jumping from one side to the other. How long you going to scratch the fence? You know, God talked about a lukewarm Christian. He said, he'll spit out your mouth. He'll spit you out. In other words, either you're going to serve me, or you're going to serve the God your ancestors served. How long are you going to scratch the fence? How long are you going to turn away from me until you need some? Because I'm not your spare tie. You can't use me anytime you want to. You have to know who I am in your life. And even when you think you got it right, you don't because you didn't hear from me. We go through our own self, our own emotion, our own trials, our own tribulations, and we think we can figure it out. We can't figure out nothing. When we get in the way, we mess it up. It's your choice. You got to make the call. Choose who this day you're going to serve. You're either going to serve the God of the Ammonites, in other words, society, 
You're going to be on side to side, the world. God say, I set you apart. I separated you from the world to do my work and my will. We have to continue to learn how to pray. Prayer is a powerful part of our life in the household. I don't care who you are. If you know how to pray, God will move in your life. God said, just, hey, remind me of what my word said about your situation. If you tell me my word said that I will heal you and you have faith and you hold on to that, I would do what my word said because it would never return to me void. Where I sent it, that's what it's going to do. It speaks. It speaks. And when it speaks, it's going to accomplish everything you need to do. And then your friends see you again, they be saying something different about you. There's something different about you. You can look at them and say, you can bring up my past, but God already dropped it. Amen. Fathers, our children, especially our five-year-old boys, quit telling them to be your man. Some of us right now, 25, 35, 45, 55, still don't know what it means to be a man. A little caution right here, a word of hint, caution. Be sure your mind is engaged before putting your mouth in gear. Think before you speak. Because your children hear what we are saying. They listen to everything we are saying. Don't lie to them because they'll never forget. You yeah. promised me. Amen. And they're going to let you know what you said. And you keep talking about, uh, uh, just hold off. Uh-uh, you said you're going to do this last week. <laughs> just hold off. No, these children is listening. Yes, they are. Be honest with your children. Be honest with your spouse. And most of all, be honest with yourself. Because you can't fool God. Amen. And when you go to the throne of God, like I said, be bold about it. Tell them what's going on. And watch God move in your life. In the process of growing up as children, all of us didn't do what our mama told us and daddy told us all the time. You know, back in the day, y'all had them long extension cars, right? And y'all were taking from one bedroom to that and get up under the cutter. No, you wasn't supposed to be talking to nobody. But see, they got smart today. See, they got cell phones. She, she looking at me like, what he talking about? <laughs> they have cell phones nowadays. But thank God for the technology. But guess what? I learned something. When you, uh, you need something in life and you don't understand basically what it is, wisdom is the best way to find out. Because when you are wise, you can use that smartphone. The phone might be smart, but you wise. <laughs> you use that smartphone to do what you want and ask for what you need to do. We need to choose today who we gonna serve. We all need help mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. We are all going through something, coming out of something, or headed back into something. Amen. We got to come together and pray for each other. Amen. The community is gone. Half of us don't even know who our neighbors are. Yeah, that's right. The community is gone. That's true. So fathers, we got to step up. We got to step up. It's time for us to step in the house and say, hey, I'll go, Lord. Here I am. Send me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, 
Let God know that you are willing. That's all he wants is a willing vessel. Yes. If you are willing, God will use you. Yes. And when he use you, he's going to use you in a mighty way. Yes. It ain't all about how big your house is, how many bathrooms you got, what kind of cars you drive. It's all about him. Because everything belongs to him. So don't think just because you got something and you... How they put it back in the day? You dropping it like it's hot? <laughs> and it's all about you? Guess what? It's not. And brothers, we got to quit swallowing our, we have to learn how to swallow our pride. <coughs> our friends is really not our friends. The word of God says choose you, choose your friends carefully. See, men, we'll give up just to be around the crowd. We like to hang out with the crowd. We'll work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, our associates and I and all of us on Thursday, we getting together, getting ready to see what club we're going to hit Friday. Knowing you got a wife and kids at home. You know this. But yet and still, we go out and blow that check. And waiting on mama to make the bills right. Ain't you glad you got somebody in your household know what to do? When I, when, I, when, I, when I think about the goodness of God and, and all he done for me, mm, mm, mm. Lord, thank you for Adam. When you, when you created him and then you found out he was helpless. <laughs> you found out that he was helpless, Lord. You reached in his side and pulled out that helpmate. Huh? Don't y'all be looking at me funny. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And he said, this is what I need for you, Adam. You take this right here, and she's going to help you. She's going to help you. And that's what we get when we get a helpmate. He said, find a wife. When you find a wife, you find a good thing. Now, 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 now don't get it twisted. Because some of y'all out there chasing the men's down. And ain't nowhere in the scripture said find a husband. <laughs> it said he who finds a wife finds a good thing. But still we have to choose though and make the call to make it right. And we got to stop talking about what I don't have and what I don't know and why am I going to church and the people who ain't going to church. You heard I'm using the word ain't right because I'm coming to the country. And all. so y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. OK, <laughs> those those who don't go to church. Guess what? We talking about they got more than I got. They don't even come to the house of God. I'm doing all this. Why they bless better than me? Don't look at the outside. Don't look at the outside. Because you go in their house, they probably ain't got a piece of bread in the refrigerator. Uh, they just riding and looking good. Diamond in the back. You know. <laughs> Gangsta Lee, what they do? Zoom rooftop. Gangsta Lee. Talking about a hoo hoo. <laughs> but we know we've been there. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, present this in a matter that we can understand. All of us have a choice to make, no matter who you are. We all, even the children, we have choices to make. And, and when we do these things, we all understand what it means to serve God. In our conference, 
we went to uh, Morrisville. The last one? I think, yeah, Morrisville. And we did a, a, what we call a growth pattern. Each section had, a, had to be a certain person. Brother here, he was an infant. <laughs> Wasn't you an infant? See, I got good remembers, don't I? <laughs> he was an infant. And you think about it, when, a, when you got a baby, firstborn, and they cry out, they want attention, right? Either they wet or they hungry. Or they just want somebody to love them. Fathers, why is it always the mama going to get the baby? It, it, the song said just the two of us. Why is it always mother running to get the baby? Do you know how important it will be when you go over and grab that little child up and, and, and they look up in your face as a father and start to smile and how much security that is to them? They know mama. But where's daddy? Where's the father? Then you got the toddler age. That's the one I was in. Them terrible twos. Jesus. Now think about it now. You didn't do nothing with them when they was an infant. Now they two. Now you want to tell them to shut down. <laughs> Bring up a child in the way they should go. Amen. <laughs> uh, so so you, you got the terrible two. They want more attention than the infant did. They running around trying to find out what you're doing. They watching, looking at you. They listening. And then when you hear them say something wrong, then you wonder where they get that from. <laughs> where they get it from? You know where they got it from. Because they heard you say it. Yeah, they heard you say it. Because children are very curious. And guess what? You was too when you was little. What they doing in there? What's in that glass? <laughs> yeah, we was just like that. We was like that. Then we got to the adolescent age. Guess what? Now they're smelling they must. Mm -hmm. yes. They think they know everything. Uh -huh. Now, mind you, you didn't do nothing when they was an infant. You didn't do nothing when they was a toddler. Now they're 13 telling you what to do. God have a way of shutting that down. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Instead of you going off, go in your closet. Because when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're bitter, you're going to say something that don't make sense. It's going to hurt your children. This is why God said, you have to get to know who I am. Get a, a relationship with the Father and learn of him. Because guess what? He know who you is. He know you, you very well. In Psalm 139, he said, I investigated you. Another scripture said, I searched you. And if, if somebody investigates you, what that mean? That means that he's looking at everything you're doing. And then he said, you are open book to him. That's, that's God. God said, you are open books. I know where you at where, before you go there, where you go, and how you're going to say and what you're going to say. And then he said, I know the thoughts that you think even from afar off. So if God know you like that, why don't we get to know him in a similar matter? Trust God. Lean on God. Proverbs 3, 5. 
Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge who he is. And that's the way God works. We have to know who God is. We just can't say, I love the Lord, when you don't even love yourself. You're just talking. God wants us to learn of him. He said, I call you my friend. I know we'll have a lot of people in society to call us their friend. But when we need them, nowhere to be found. But you can call on God 24-7. You can call on him 24-7. And guess where he's going to be? He's going to be right there to answer your call. Peace I leave with you. That's what he's going to do. He's going to give you that peace. And when you got peace, you can think better. When your mind is not clogged with a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff, and you got peace in your life, God can speak to you clearly. He can speak to you clearly. It's a scripture in Isaiah, in 18, he says, uh, come and sit with me, and let's commune together and figure this thing out. See, see, that's when you read your Bible, you know them things. And when you go sit with God, don't talk all much, don't be the one talking. Listen sometime. Because sometimes we get jacked up in our conversation with God and we tell God what we want and how we want and how he better fix it and he ought to do this and he should do that and he ought to do that. And God's saying, I know what I'm doing. Amen. But you ain't heard nothing God said. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're too busy wanting your agenda fixed. Yeah. Jesus. This God that we serve sits high and he looks low. And he knows every situation we are in. And he asked us, fathers, planning the gap for your family. Be a prayer warrior for your family. Bring up your children in the way they should go, so when they grow old, they'll return. Respect your family. Love your children. Love your helpmate. And then, most of all, love me. Because if you learn to love me, you can do all these other things. But if you don't know who I am, you're going through some situations that can harm you in your life. This God that I know that we serve, that stands in this intercession for our behalf, he came from heaven and died for us. He died. He gave up everything. He emptied himself just to walk this earth, to be like us, to go through what we go through, to suffer and have pain like we did. And then he said, you know what? Now I got to die. But really, I don't want to, Lord. He was talking to his father. I ain't, I ain't really ready to do this. But if it's your will, he even asked God to take this cup from him. But if it's your will, let your will be done. And then he gave it all up. But he wasn't finished when he gave it up. They scratched him wide. They hung him high. But they took him down. And they placed him in a borrowed tomb. That means he wasn't there to stay. Okay? And then he went down to the pits of hell. And scripted Satan of all his powers. And guess what? He got up. Came back. 
And, and I always tell people this. I think God made a mistake, but I know he don't make mistakes. <laughs> he messed around and get a power to us, and we sit on it. <laughs> we sit on it. We got all the power in the world, and all we got to do is use it, but we go sit on it. And the reason we don't know how strong God's power is, because we don't crack his book. Because if you just peep inside that Bible, you'll be amazed at what you might find. There's some stuff in there to blow your mind, but it will help you at the same time. God is awesome, amazing, and powerful. You have heard people say, if that was me, I wouldn't help him. Y'all know it. If that was me, I would help him. But God said, these are my children. Come unto me, all you that are laden and heavy laden. I give, and you know, come. Just come. My arms are open wide. Just come. Here I am. And I'm going to give you rest. And now on that, he said, I need you to cast all your cares, your burdens, your situation, your ups and downs. He said, give them to me. Because you can't handle them, so you might as well give them to me and watch what I do for you. And when you give them to me, I cast them as far as the east is to the west. You, they won't be mentioned no more. All the way they get mentioned again, you bring them up. And, they, and we good for that, ain't we? We'll bring up our own mess. <laughs> we good for that. Fathers, it's time to make a stand. It's time to get, make that choice. The ball is in your hand. The clock is running out. There's two seconds left on the clock. Who's going to take the shot? Who's going to make the call? Who's going to choose? It's time to stop jumping from one side of the world, in the world, and back into God. It's time. You got to stop doing this. And then coming to church singing, glory, glory. Yeah. It's time to stop this. Either you get in the church and sing glory, glory for real, or you're going to be there like this all day. But the God that we love, he still said, I'll lead the 99 to go get the one. I'll go get the one. And the reason I like Jeremiah 20, uh, 29, 11, because Jeremiah said, God writes, I know the plan I have for you. Well, if God knows my plan, what he has for me, what I'm trying to figure it out for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I trying to figure it out? Mm -hmm. If he knows the plan to give you hope and a future. Mm. That's your whole life. Yeah. What more in life do you really want? Somebody already got your life planned out. I ain't talking about these worldly people. I'm talking about a God that created you. Yeah. And then he said, I know I got the hope for you to be this, this, and that. And the future that you're going to end up in. That's powerful. That's powerful. And all he asks for us is to come unto him. Choose. Choose this day. Whom you're going to serve. Choose. That's all he wants you to do. Make the call. Make the call. Tell God what you really want to do. And be sincere. We can cry out when we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can pray the shadows off the windows. Mm -hmm. But once we get blessed, we start to doing the same old thing. God needs us to make a change. God wants us to choose 
this day who we're going to serve. Is it going to be the Ammonites? Whom land we are living? We want to live like the world? Monday through, Sunday, Monday through Friday? And then Sunday we want to come and do God's work? When God's work needs to be done seven days a week, 24 hours? We only done part of it. The pastor say, I need you to come in and help clean up the church. Ain't nobody to be found. We're going to have a dinner today. It 900 folks show up. Never seen them there in your life. Here they come. <laughs> but guess what? Feed my sheep. Yeah. You do it anyway. Yeah. It's a powerful thing to understand what God wants us to do. My people perish because of the lack of knowledge. 50 years ago, like I was saying earlier, 20 million families up until now Children, 20 million children don't have a father in the house. That's a whole nation right there by itself. And where are we at? What are we doing to be the leader of our household? Where do we stand with God to make sure we're getting it right? Is God speaking to us? Is we checking in with God here and there? Because she said, I will speak to you even if you turn to the left or to the right. You hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Follow it. Which way are you going? Which way are you going? Who will you choose to serve? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We have to be like the woman said to Elijah. She told Elijah, she said, when you speak, I know God speaks too. And I know you are a man of God. Brothers, we got to get it together. We already stereotype, like I said. They already say we ain't going to be nothing. They think we ain't them or clowns, no way. But we're smarter than what people think. But when we do it according to God's will, they'll never understand. The devil get confused when he, he, he don't know God. But guess what? You're going to be tested. There will be a trial coming your way. Because Jesus was tested the same way. Went into the wilderness. And Satan was right there. He'll test you. But you got to be like Jesus said. You can't come out there with your oozes and your 45s and your guns and knife. You got to be like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speak the word. Yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You got to get into God's word and understand who God is in your life. Yeah. That's why it's so proud that he says, study to show yourself. Study, 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 study. Open the book. You'll be amazed what's in it. And you'll read somebody, you'll be like, I didn't know that was in the Bible. <laughs> I heard grandma and them say this before, but I ain't believed. I thought they were just talking. <laughs> it's in there. It's in there. But you got to crack it open. You got the smartphone. You got the whole Bible in your hand. You can put it on, on your smartphone, and it'll give you every version you want. And guess what? That smartphone, you, you, be, you, you be wise and ask that smartphone. Look here, I'm going through this here. What does it say in the scripture? <laughs> Watch you give yourself. Help yourself. 
TikTok, you can pull that up. Facebook, you can pull that up. Google, you can pull all that. Google God's word. And let something help you. And watch what God do for you. In closing, we must continue to pray for each other. First Thessalonians 5. He says, 16, rejoice. Wait a minute, you want me to do what? Rejoice. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but look here. All this I'm going through right now with my family, my kids won't act right, the wife, everything is messed up, but you want me to be happy. No, he did not say be happy. He said rejoice. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is an out appearance. Rejoiful is an inner appearance that fights your trials and tribulations through you, God. So you have to understand what it means between the two. Rejoice. Pray continuously. That means when you praying, you ain't got to be in there on your knees. You can be walking, talking, in the club, out the club, in the bathroom, in the, wherever you at. God still knows, and he hears you. We just got to come on one accord with God. And when we get on that one accord with God, we will be blessed in a mighty way. And your family will be so happy. Look at my child and his family. Swallow your prize, brother. Macho man ain't never got you nowhere. Swallow your pride. Quit being macho. I pray that God spoke to you in a way. And thank God for being here this morning. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.